When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Thursday morning, late morning, 11 a.m. Zach, it's the middle of his day. We've got a lot to talk about. Big news updates from the Novacare Complex yesterday. We'll talk about A.J. Brown's media session, which which Zach wrote about on allphly.com. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and uh, the Pro Bowl nominations or uh, accolades for this Eagles team as they try to turn the page and pick up the pieces with one regular season game left to maybe maintain a little bit of dignity ahead of the playoffs. Zach Berman, how are you? Doing great. Excited for the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll save the uh, the conversations of uh, vocal exercises for the end. Potentially, we may or may not get to that. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Zach, um, let's get into the A.J. Brown thing. Because yes. that's, the, that's the thing that everybody wants to talk about. Big uh, unburdening from him yesterday. And I think there is like... There, people are talking about it in the chat already. There was like sort of a collective exhale from the fan base after AJ Brown talked, and it felt like it sort of like changed the vibes a, a little bit. Tell me what your reaction was being in that in that mass. So a few things there. First of all, we'll get to the change the vibes part of okay. it in a bit. Let's hold that. I, that's I a mean, I have, a, I have a little bit of cold yeah. water to throw. Yeah, but. so that's a worthwhile discussion. I, the topical part of AJ Brown speaking, I thought it was good hearing him. I always enjoy listening to AJ. I think he offers good perspective. He's honest when he would like to be, and I I, I thought he he was not just spouting cliches. I think he was sharing some of his his thoughts on things. I thought that he represented the University of Mississippi School of Journalism and New Media quite well. Uh, and it, for those who did not watch the press conference or the interview. He said that he knows how we do our jobs because he was a journalism major at Ole Miss, uh, and he certainly filled it up for us. So my big takeaways are, the, the, I think we kind of hit it on, on on the head. You know, when we did our mock interview, I said he, he was he was going to say, "I just want to win," and that's kind of what he said. I I you know he he wants to win. He's frustrated by it. I disagree with his characterization that he gets or his suggestion that he gets characterized as a monster every time he speaks. I think that's a little bit like a, um, playing the victim there. I, I, I don't find that to be the case. I, I, I think that... Well, I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you, if you are A.J. Brown and you look, yeah. if you were to search your name on social media, yeah. you can find whatever you, it is you're looking for. Like, I'm point. sure you can find that, yeah. Probably Bo Wolf, too, I imagine. Um, From your burner accounts, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, I, I thought that... 
there were a few big picture things. There were specific things that I found relatively noteworthy. Number one being his def- that he he said he wasn't upset about the play calling. He actually defended some of the play calling. He referenced that second down play that we've discussed where he said a few inches over or half an inch is the way he, he framed it. That's a 30-yard touchdown. That might be hyperbole, but his his point being that he didn't have an objection to the play. In particular, we thought or the, or those watching thought he be he might have taken an objection with a third down play because that's when the cameras caught him visibly upset after a play that from our perspective seemed ridiculous. And he said that reaction was because Devontae Smith got hurt on the play, not because of the play call itself. I I am not here to question AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. That smells like BS to me because I, I I went and I went back and rewatched that play. You can see at the top of the screen his shoulders shrug as the ball is being thrown. AJ Brown is okay. hurt. Now I think his frustration is compounded when he gets yep. to the sideline and sees that AJ that Devontae Smith is limping off. But he's allowed to he's allowed to. This mm. is not a bad AJ Brown thing. I feel much better about AJ Brown after yeah. you know uh, and and his comfort in the the team after watching his press conference yesterday. But that specific thing. That was not the only reason he was upset about that play. That's like, give me a break on that. I like how you broke down the film there. I respect that. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, immediately when he said that, I was like, yeah. come on. Uh, we, sh- we should say, because these, this public silence, if, if, if you will, had become a topic and a story within his own, he said he did not speak during this past week and a half, two weeks, because... He had nothing positive to say, and he did not want to compound a negative with a negative. And he figured that whatever he he said would, would kind of be run with. Uh, so, so that was his rationale. Uh, if I can just for give a, a thirty second thing here, I used to be more bothered when players didn't talk. Um, now I'm kind of of the opinion that look, if if you don't like, I would rather. I, I would rather have a someone who is at least willing to have like the interview than the Marshawn Lynch. I'm here, so I just don't get fined. Like someone just sure. going through the motions, I think is unproductive for both sides. Now, what I will agree with is what AJ said. The reason why he did talk yesterday, and I should say he apologized to the team in a Wednesday meeting because he said they've started to had to answer questions on his behalf. And as I wrote on allphly.com. In the uh, in the absence of your voice, everything's gonna be filled in around you, right? It's it's not as if like no one's talking about AJ Brown because he's not talking. It's actually the opposite because he doesn't talk. This becomes a story, and feelings and emotions become prescribed to him, even even if uh, he's he's not putting it out there. So by him speaking, I think it served him well. I think it served the team well uh, because now this is a story that they can be moved on from. But Well, this, I mean, these are, these are difficult things. Yeah. He's, he is frustrated. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to say something that's going to get blown out of proportion. It's hard to know what to do in those things, but you're, you're right. It is, you cannot both choose not to speak and then also be upset about the characterizations that are being made in the absence of you talking yes. like those two things sort of go hand in hand. Yes. Uh, so he defended Nick Sirianni and I thought and this his, was the most important. I thing thought his answer to Sirianni was, was terrific. Uh, also and, very funny. <laughs> uh, I'll handle the, the sentimental part of it. You handle the humorous part of it. Okay. The sentimental part of it was 
I would love if someone described anyone. I would love if someone described me this way, you this way, Julia this way. He said, Nick Sirianni has a lot he probably wants to work on. Loyalty is not one of them. Uh, which, 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 which I thought was a really poignant point and something that, that speaks volumes about Nick. Now, you want to get to the funny part? Well, the funny, yeah, he's, he's talking about that specific play in the in the Seahawks game when Nick Sirianni, you know, answered the questions and said, you know, sometimes you get a pass interference there. You correctly said that he was probably covering for Jalen Hurts or something. And A.J. Brown referenced that and said, like, you know, I'll give you a specific example of him, you know, being loyal and, and covering for us. That play, like, that was me and a, me and Jalen doing that on our own. He made himself look like a fool <laughs> for us. <laughs> Which is very funny because he he did look like a fool. He knew what he was yes. doing. Uh, that was a conscious choice by Sirianni. But also, like, it's not great that with the game on the line, those two guys are freelancing with such a stupid play. Yeah, you you wonder if if it was uh, it, what he meant by improvising. If it was like a hot read that 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 they had there. Or if it was the type of thing where they just looked at each other and AJ's, it's it's almost like Travis Kelsey in that Bills game where he's like, I'm, I'm just going to run here, throw it to me. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Well, I agree. I mean, it, the result certainly wasn't good. The process wasn't good. Yeah. I, I, I tend to think throwing the ball to AJ is a good thing, but it, it did not work out well there. Now, I don't know what the alternative play was, but I didn't think that play made sense we've, in that I situation. I mean, we've talked about that play a million times, yeah. but the, the process was terrible. Yeah. They had timeouts. Yeah. Use the middle of the field. Like... If AJ wants to do something, fine. But like, they need to be more aware, and that yes. is partially coaching. Sure. I also it's very important though that like that AJ comes out and, and is supportive of Nick. And I think if you were parsing or trying to, in the absence of AJ talking, figure out what it was yeah. that he was frustrated about, if it was the offense, things like that. You know, it, it is important for the health of the team, and as they try to pick up their pieces here, that. You know, AJ has Nick's back so publicly. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that, and I I think that that does certainly help this conversation that's going on about Sirianni. Has he lost the locker room? That that kind of thing. Now, uh, AJ Brown has been has been asked many times, often because of his sideline demeanor, uh, about targets and frustration about targets, and so he this says. Also funny. He says he's addressed it. Uh, that's, that's, he, it, it wasn't about targets. He said he doesn't talk on the sideline. The only time he talks is like, is when he's trying to like hold players accountable as, as a captain. He said, Smitty, <laughs> Devontae Smith. What are you guys talking about? Smitty's the one who wants targets. <laughs> Smitty's the one who actually wants targets. Um, and which, which was a funny way to put it. I, yeah. I, I joked. It's, it's kind of like when my, uh, when my son's in trouble and he's like, well, Sloan did it too, you know? Um, so now we do have evidence. Uh, if you think the Giants game in 2021, when they threw the ball to Rager at the end and Smitty was like, he threw his helmet at the ground. Mm. And you could also say he was frustrated by the result of the play. But certainly, as we talked about then, get the ball to Devontae Smith, not Jalen Rager, right? But uh, yeah, AJ said that was not the case. I, I did follow up with him. Like, you've been struggling here. Or your production's been down here. You haven't had a touchdown uh, during this losing streak. You haven't had a 100-yard game since since Dallas. You had one target in the second half of that loss. Isn't targeting you part of the, of the solution. And he said that he, in his mind, if, he's, if he gets thrown the ball 105 times, he, uh, that he would want it 106. 
He said that's part of being a wide receiver. He thinks he can change the game. That's the conversation you and I have had these past few days. But he said he also realizes that if the ball doesn't go his way, maybe it's not supposed to go to him. Maybe Jalen saw something else. So uh, he he said this was not about targets. This was not about play calling. Uh, his frustration is about losing, essentially. He, he, he wants to win. He said everybody's frustrated. And everyone on the sidelines frustrated. He said the fans in the stands are frustrated. He said if you looked at their body language, you could talk about them. But he's the one who gets singled out. I would say to him, as Jalen Hurts has told us, heavy is the head, right? If if you're the star wide receiver, all eyes are going to be on you. And it did get, you know, Tim McManus asked a good question about how his relationship with Jalen Hurts can lead to interpretations about things. And he, he acknowledged, like, they can have spirited conversations with each other and the cameras are on them at all times. We've talked about this with Nick Sirianni in, in the past, too. I've, I'm not a huge body language like reader or over, I don't overthink body language. As I've said, I believe strongly that when you have competitive people playing a football game, they should act like they're competitive people playing a football game, but they do need to be cognizant that the camera is going to be on them at all times. Uh, And that's good and bad. That's, that's, that's Jalen Hurts having that stoic face on the bench when, you know, Jake Elliott ties the game with an incredible field goal. Uh, or it could be A.J. Brown reacting that that way after a third down play, and we're left prescribing what he thinks in that situation. Yeah, and, you know, as he talked about, it's, you know, he's, he puts everything, everybody on the team puts, like, this is their livelihood. They put yeah. everything they can into into the game, and when they're playing this badly, of course, it's going to be frustrating. I just, like, did, did did you feel like this was a, like, a sea change in the <laughs> the vibe of the locker room? Well, so I, I, I didn't know you were going to end that sentence with vibe of the locker room. I thought you were going to say sea change with this team because it was framed to me okay. as it was framed to me by somebody like that's the turning point of the season right there. And the way I, or, or the way I thought at the time was that press conference or, or that interview won't help them get off the field on third and eight. Uh, what I do think it, it, it does is it, it changes the news cycle a bit, number one. And if you are a vibes person, I, I think it, it does throw some cold water on the bad vibes. And uh, it, it could potentially be a rallying cry type type interview. I, I thought he handled it really well. I thought he was honest. I, I, I thought the emotions he articulated uh, were real and were also productive emotions. And I, I do think that can be beneficial for this narrative about the team. I'm also one who, who thinks that the narrative around the team can be a little overstated in terms of the results. I, I think we can kind of give ourselves too much credit sometimes. Ultimately, if you're facing a, a real good quarterback on third and eight, it doesn't matter what the vibes are. You got to make a play. That, that comes down to town and scheme. Uh, and you can say desire. I don't think that has anything to do with what the the discussion is on PHLY on, on Thursday or what the morning radio says on Friday or what the Sunday Inquirer writes. Uh, I, I think that has to do with 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 players uh, with players, coaches, and scheme. Okay, but you do think that this was like a a vibe difference? Oh yeah. I mean, if if you go from why is one of your best players so angry to now um, 
oh, okay, he's he he defends his coach. He uh, is frustrated because they're they're losing. He's invested in this. He cares about this. He's not. It's 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 not like do they have an AJ Brown problem now? It's it's well, do they have a defense problem, which was always the case. But yeah, I, I think AJ put out. I think AJ put out that fire effectively, and you can debate the merit of of what he said. Uh, I know that there are people who think that the most important thing from what he said was the improv the improvising in the Seattle game and whether that is actually counterproductive and speaks to a larger problem. But uh, as far as the question, has Nick Sirianni lost the locker room? Is there dissension among your most, you know, one of your high profile players? He did an effective job of putting out that fire. All right. Well, if, uh, if you wanted to put out a fire, Zach, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Uh, you could be like a, you could, that's another a word for like a closer hmm. in baseball. You know, the fireman. Yeah. Okay. The reliever. Yeah. And if you wanted to have like a physical piece of memorabilia to commemorate your love for such a person, where might you go? To a rocket money? No, no. I'm <laughs> going to do rocket money. Oh. You're going to do wheelhouse. <laughs> okay. Let me pull that up. Well, Will, I, I switched it. I'm, I'm always marveling at that mind of yours. It, it, it works at a, in a terrific ways. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a quick anecdote. I got home from work last night, and my son's sitting at the kitchen counter, and he's putting cards into his binder. And they are literally mm, love cards. a card binder. Do, the, do they still have the same sleeves? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love he loves this, and, and he wanted me to help him. And I actually said, hey, they're, they're your cards. It's your binder. It's your responsibility. But you know where he? Jeez, what? <laughs> well, we can unpack that in a minute. You know okay. where, where he got all those cards? He got all those cards at Wheelhouse as a New Year's gift. Uh, they were holiday oh, gifts, man. and that he's he finally has to put them in, into the binder. Okay. He had them in a box. The clock and strikes now, midnight, and you just throw a bunch of a tub of cards on his chest as he's sleeping. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we'll get into the card thing in a second. But he got all the cards in Wheelhouse, their go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps, Chrome, Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties. Every month, stop in the, either of their stores, Wayne or Westchester, open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY. It gets you $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. And if you feel like your money is burning a hole in your pocket uh, and you know your bank account is on fire, one solution might be to go to Rocket Money because Rocket Money is the place that's going to Take stock of all of your subscriptions and see if there are any duplications, anything that you don't need anymore. All that good stuff. Rocket Money has hooked me up in the past. They will hook you up as well. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want anymore, I can cancel it with just one tap, and I never have to get on the phone to talk to customer service. Big win for me, kind of a loss for Zach, but that's a story for another time. They will even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money 
takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. So one of my son's cards was Leonard Taylor, okay? And you will know Leonard Taylor in about two months. Uh, Leonard Taylor is a defensive lineman in Miami. Okay. But it fascinates me that they have college football cards Mm. now. Uh, And it made me think when I was that age, well, not that age. When I was that age, what I was doing was the Athlon season preview magazines. And I would read Street and Smith. I would go through all the college basketball, college football magazines. Then when I got to, let's say, 10, 11 years old, NCAA football, the video game, which is actually coming out next year. And I could tell you the number of like every player on all these college teams because they didn't have the names. So mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, I really like, you know, QB7 on we West Virginia. We would spend, my brother and I would spend like two days putting in the names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so now they have, they have I, I can't imagine having cards. And then you could do the players. thing where you export the draft class and it comes yeah. into Madden and you get the whole thing. Exactly. Fantastic. You, you can still do that now in a much more sophisticated way. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now they have college football cards because of NIL. So it's, it's interesting to see. Okay. That was my card. That was when I was putting – I helped them put the first the – first, uh, like, well, You did help them a little bit. I helped them the first page. And then okay. I said, this is your responsibility. And okay. so he did that. Uh, okay. And then last night's bedtime reading was uh, a book about basketball. And I was reading about the Dream Team. Uh, some uh, like some 2012 Eagles? <laughs> no, the 1992 Olympics hmm. in Barcelona. So, so not like a, this is not like a Matt Christopher book. This is like a no. It's okay. a library book about like the story of basketball or the history of basketball and the dream okay. team. Got the first chapter because then it talked about uh, the international, you know, the growth of international basketball. Okay, yeah. Can you name all 12 players on the dream team? I can. Did you know 11 of the 12 are in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame? That was one of the nuggets in the book okay. last night. And is Leitner the only one who's not? Yeah, yeah Leitner's the only well, one. Well, you know what? They, the, the, pro, the Basketball Hall of Fame is weird because they do, like, factor in college. Oh, yeah. It's not more. the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. You're yeah. right. Football is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes. You're right. Uh, do you want me to name all, all 12? Yeah, let's see. Let's, okay. let's I mean, flex, I haven't flex done, your muscles a little I bit. I haven't done this in years. Uh, and this actually wasn't in the book. Uh, okay. But obviously, Jordan Magic Bird, Barkley, Malone, Stockton. That's six. Okay. Pippen. Leitner, we already said. Yeah. Yeah. Pippen, Leitner. That's, that's eight. Seven. What? Isn't that? That's eight. That's eight. Okay. Yes. Uh, I say David Robinson, Chris Mullen. That brings me up to 10. And then uh, let's, let's, let's see. Who do I, who am I missing here? So I, I did say Pippen. I, I said, oh, Patrick Ewing okay. is 11. And the 12th. Man, I'm down to 12, and I didn't do this in a good sequential order that... Let's see here. Who am I... Who's the 12th that I'm missing? It's And it's 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 got to be a, a big name. So I did both Jazz. I did Pippen. I did I did Ewing. I did Mullen. I did... Uh, all right, who am I missing for the mm, sake of the show? You are missing a guard. Guard. 
missing a guard that he is not a wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys, but his initials might make you think that he is. CD. Okay. Uh, missing CD. For the sake of the show, can you just tell me? The Glide. Oh, Cl- yeah. Clyde Drexler. I should have gotten Clyde Drexler. Perennially underrated. I agree. I agree. Also, the reason Michael Jordan's not on the on the Blazers. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be or, on them anymore. Or, or was not on the Blazers, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else on, on uh, A.J. Brown to discuss? Or can we move on to... Uh, what were your views on uh, on that? Did you think it's a vibe change? Uh, I thought it was... I thought it was an important, like taking stock of where AJ Brown stands okay. with the organization that he remains. I don't like, I don't like the use of the word soldier necessarily, but that he remains like, you know, a good soldier mm-hmm. in, in lockstep with what's going on, at least publicly. You know, it's, it's hard to say if it's going to matter at all about what happens on the, so on what are you throwing cold water on? Well, there were a couple things. The, the, the freelancing thing mm-hmm. that like, it's great that Sirian is covering for them. I don't, it's not great that they're doing that on the field with, at the most important sure. part of the game. And then the Devante thing, which I just that doesn't necessarily track with. Gotcha. I thought you were throwing cold water on the big picture element. Well, yeah, this. that yeah. that is in general like this is a good. It's a good Wednesday for yes. them. Let's see what happens. Sure, it doesn't. Yeah, as you said, it doesn't change the fact that the defense can't stop you. <laughs> they can't stop me. That actually reminds me after week seventeen of the. 2017 season, Eagles, Cowboys, New Year's Eve, Eagles lose 6 nothing. I asked Malcolm Jenkins after the game why fans should be confident. And he said, he said to me, why shouldn't they be confident? And I said, well, with the way the offense has played these past two weeks. And he says, I don't care if they have you at quarterback. You know, you know and then he, he went on and gave this, this yeah. great answer. And I said, as I later wrote, uh, if they had the person who asked the question at quarterback, they would have been in a lot of trouble in that Super Bowl run. Well, this goes back to the conversation we had last week. I think it was last week about like the difference between that, the vibes then and mm-hmm. the vibes after that Giants game. Maybe some of it is revisionist history, but the difference to me was like that was Malcolm's perspective. Like the guys in that locker room, to my understanding, still totally believed. Yes. And I, and I last week did not get that sense about this team. And I still do not get that sense about this team. It's like, you know, Brandon Graham talking the other day on the radio about how we don't have to like each other. (laughs) You just got to get through the next couple of weeks. Like, yeah. And it's, it speaks to a larger point that I've made and that our old partner and current friend, Sheil always says, which is the, the year when you're coming up is so much more fun. Um, I would say to cover, but I think also for the players, right? There's like a certain confidence that they had. That the, the I heard Nick Sirianni talk the other day. We heard him talk the other day about kind of like the weight of the expectations. And I do think that's been playing on the team this year. And a topic that's come up from multiple players is were they having fun like throughout this year? Uh, when they won, was it relief or was it fun? And it was unfortunate on my end when uh, I put a screenshot of Sirianni at the press conference last week, uh, the, the, the video conference after the game, where he said, I promise you we're having fun after, after we win. But and the, you took a picture of him that made him look like the most miserable SOB in the world? Yeah, I mean, he, he looked like he hadn't slept in right. 24 hours. It, you know, it was like that. And Because when you're taking the screenshot, you can't take it when he's talking. Because when he's talking, 
you know, it's like, it just looks odd. So you have to get him when he's listening to the question. And when he's listening, Nick's listening face is not like I a smile. I could never take a good screenshot of Doug Peterson. You know, that, that 2020 <laughs> yes. year when it was like all, all, it was all Zoom press conferences. Yeah. Every time I tried to take a screenshot, it was like, he looked like such a doofus. Yeah. And he was like, I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I got to call out that far be it for, for me. But to you do still this. sent out the tweet that way. I, well, I didn't rise until after the fact. Yeah. I put the picture out, and I thought it's like, all right, here's a picture you of him. You should have pulled out your potato, at least, made it a little bit more pixelized. Well, I was about to say this. So far be it for, for me to rip on on reporters who who have this habit because I'm the one who at the press box before every game can't get a picture that's clear. Correct. And there's probably technology that – and I love technology that – I need, love to, technology. I need to add technology that I need to add to my phone in order for this to happen. I've researched how I can do it with my phone. There's nothing I can do based on the distance that I'm in. But what always cracks me up in the age, age, age we're in are the reporters who take the picture with their phone of their computer when the person's talking as, 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 as if we don't know how to take screenshots in 2023, 2024 now. Yeah. Don't forget about that new year. Big new year's guy. I I know it well. Yeah. Okay. You completely no sold. You completely no sold that. Yeah, because I feel like you're. It's like you're calling somebody specific out. And oh no, I'm not as you, you talked about, like you know, who are you on this on this front? <laughs> Tell me what you really think, Bo. Well, I mean, you're, t- you're taking these like uh, like Zapruder film pictures <laughs> from the press box. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I research what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get. <laughs> I'm supposed to get an apparatus. Mr. Technology guy. And app- find some technology. I'm supposed to get something on my phone and, and uh, an extension on my phone that magnifies the magnification of the camera. Come on. For, for or the pump- you just tweeted out saying Sean Desai is talking to Howie Roseman at the middle of the field and don't include a picture. I mean, bro, I'm trying to give <laughs> more information the better, right? You, you can at least decipher what's going on here. <laughs> okay. But why is it why, why is it that your photos look so much worse than other people's photos? Uh well, I can tell you cuz I I zoom in okay. and then I yeah, I, I I I zoom in. I think other people are fine just taking it from a distance. Well, why don't you t- yeah, take it take it from not all the way zoomed in but then crop it closer. So I I've done that okay. and that's not as effective. Okay. Yeah. And try to get a little closer, um, but okay. we can save this discussion for uh, this for this Sunday when I'm taking I'm taking pictures of them pre. Hopefully, it's like very snowy and it's, it's yes. even more impossible to decipher. Although I I heard that it's 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 going to be more uh, wet than white is the expression that I heard. Um, it's going to be it's 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 going to rain more than snow. <laughs> Thank you for laughing, Julia. <laughs> I don't understand. That is literally what the meteorologist said. Okay, if I didn't, if I, I bet these meteorologists at professional news outlets, uh, when they say it, they're lauded for being clever. When I say it, I don't know what type of sophomoric humor you have going on in your mind. <laughs> All right, let's get this thing back on the rails. <laughs> Pro Bowl. Well, before we get to the Pro okay. Bowl, Jalen Hurts spoke yesterday. Yes. And he was asked about Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Now, we know that Jalen is not the most uh, 
you know, vociferous speaker. Um, but it's not like he gave the same type of uh, full-throated support of Nick Sirianni that A.J. Brown did, right? No. Um, he, it, it wasn't a lack of support. It was just Nick puts his head down and he's working. It was, it, was, it was Jalen Hurts not really engaging. Oh Wait, by the way, I wasn't throwing shade at, at Baldy at all. That, I was talking about more reporters like the, you know, at the press conference photos. Videos are much harder to screen grab. So, True. Yeah, no, that was not... I see. No, no. Baldy's awesome. We love Baldy every week. Uh-oh. Okay, now, I see. Anyways, what's that saying? Now his, ex, his day is ruined thanks to yeah. These chats. Oh God, no, that was not that. That was not that at all. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm answering your question. I read that. I had to correct the record. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Um. Yeah, he just stuck to. He stuck to. He did not break character. He answered it. Moved on to the next question. You think that's fine? I think that's fine. I think that's fine. My kind of MO with Jalen is I decipher something that's interesting. I don't try to read between the lines for Jalen speak, if you will, because that's, that's, that's how he operates. Okay. And then anything from Nick Sirianni's press conference that is worth discussing. Uh, so he was asked, actually we're, we're still on the decide thing here. And he was asked about the, uh, what he, said or, or what Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman said to him. This is a good him. question by Jeff McClain. Yeah, during that. And let me get the exact terminology that he said. Uh, it was, what kind of advice did you receive from Howie and Jeffrey during the defensive coordinator search? And Sirianni said, just, hey, do what you feel you need to do. And then he was asked if he ran it by him. He says he talks to those guys all the time. And they've said to him from day one, you're tied into this. So do what you think is best. To help the football team win, we've got your back and 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 uh, your support. Uh, and so he said that he made the decision that he felt was was best. He felt that he felt that decision then, and he still feels it today. Do you? I took that to read. He still feels the support today, not that he feels the decision was. He felt today. the support in that decision, and he still feels that today. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because it, it is. I mean. It's the most important decision that was made this season as we try to parse yeah. you know, what uh, is going to happen when the season is over, whenever that happens. And if it is the case that it was, it was completely Nick's decision with no input at, at all from Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, and it backfired that yep. tremendously, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. I mean, for sure. If, if, if he made that decision independently, which I have a hard time, Right. Thinking. But if he made that decision yeah, independently. I mean, there's, nothing, there's nothing that we know about the organization that would lead us to believe that he yeah, had, then, that it was all him. But Then it speaks to two things. It speaks to overreaction in the moment, and it speaks to clear, uh, like, not having a proper solution here. Because I'm excited to talk to the professor tomorrow. He has specific video clips up on his, on his Twitter that just show how much of a mess they were defensively in, the, in that game. Like, right. And is it wasn't just personnel. And it was mixing and matching personnel the whole time. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's there's nothing that Matt Patricia showed me in that game that that leads me to think that that he has he has a solution here. And it actually it actually uh, I I find it to be almost disingenuous when Sirianni keeps saying that you know that they showed some positive signs the previous two games. I mean, come on, uh, they they gave up yeah. that drive to Drew Lock. 
they faced they yeah. faced Tommy DeVito right. in the first the, half. The worst offense in football. Yeah. And then they gave up a seventy, you know, seventy right. plus yarder to Tyrod Taylor. So yeah, there's there's been nothing in these three games that makes me think they have it fixed. There I I do think that and there's like, also nothing to me that seems like this is a short term investment for a payoff in the playoffs, right? Like, you know, j- just let Sidney Brown play every play. Like Get him those reps. Yeah. Um, they don't really have a lot of options at linebacker, but like the things that they're doing with those five-man fronts, and uh, we've talked about the Hassan Reddick dropping stuff, whether or not some of that stuff is dictated by the Cardinals, don't let it be dictated by the Cardinals. Don't be in those sure. situations. Um, you are not getting the most out of your best players. We're talking about like how exciting it's going to be to get Darius Slay and, and Zach Cunningham back. Like, okay, Slay matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they think Cunningham matters too. Well, he certainly matters, but it's an indictment of the team and the roster sure. that he matters so much. Sure. Um, no, no, you're right. I, I do think this that I think this decision was was made for situational football in the postseason, uh, basically. That for like third downs, red zone in the postseason, Woof. someone like someone who's 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 been there and has been in these situations, and it's it's, it's not the first exposure to it. I find that hard to believe. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it feels like it has to have been some kind of personality clash. I just interesting. I mean, of a, a specific thing like that. I don't well, know. no, I, I just mean like, let's let's not be rigid here. Like, like, let's let's I, I think they looked at third downs in particular as a problem and they didn't like what the they have somehow been worse. They didn't like what the solutions were on it. Yeah. But they've somehow been worse. I I made I mean, I, it's the thing that you have talked about, right? Like, uh. Oh, you know what? Yeah, the, the, the ball's just coming out so quick. Well, of course the ball's yeah. coming out so quick on third and two when you're playing 10 yards off. Like, yeah, what are we I, doing? I, I said this tongue-in-cheek to someone the other day, um, but when this move was made, I thought that they, like, uh, that, that, that they, I don't want to say ruined, but, but they, they almost hurt Sean Desai's career. Right, like how's he yeah, gonna get another yeah, all job? Of a sudden it's now, said, looking, now yeah, yeah. this is this, right. this reflects so well on yeah, the side. The yeah. side is like, look what I did with this defense against yeah. Miami and Kansas that's City. True. They can't even get off the field against Arizona. That's true. So that's fair. Uh, Slay was you asked Slay about whether he, the guy should play. I think this is a very funny answer. Yeah, uh, Slay's like, yes, the veterans should should play. He said they need to get right going into. The postseason, they need to show they can have a clean game. He he knows some people says they need to get healthy, but they need to get a clean game. Yeah, very and your easy response, for, very easy for him to say. You didn't, you didn't have to play any of the last three weeks, like exactly when they took so. on all, all these snaps. So we had Fletcher Cox on the other day. Um, I assume everyone watching now watch that. And if if you didn't, make sure you check that out. Uh, where Fletcher would not be opposed to getting rest going into the postseason. All right, before we get to the. Pro Bowl discussion, Zach. Let's talk about game time. If you want to be in the same place as Zach on Sunday where it may be a little bit more wet than white, you can go to game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just 
who taps. And you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Tickets make great holiday gifts. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I just want to read a tweet to you from Cecily Tynan, the chief meteorologist at 6ABC. Okay? This was two hours ago. Being a snow lover in Philadelphia lately is very similar to being an Eagles fan. Things look promising at the onset, then fall apart. Our 6ABC expected snow map drops tonight, 48 hours ahead as usual. But for much of the area, the weekend storm will be more wet than white. Chief meteorologist, okay? When I say it, you laugh in my face. I think I'm allowed to. You don't, you're not given the full context that she is. You're, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I th- uh, Julia thought it was funny. We're on the same page. I, I feel like you guys are teaming up on me. <laughs> per usual. Can we talk about it? Fine. <laughs> We've already dug that rabbit hole. Yes. Okay. For a long time, Zach, you... Oh, I'm not talking about that. No. Oh. I thought you were talking about the tweet. Oh, we can't talk about it? No way. We can't no, talk no. about the vocal exercise? No way. No. I don't think it reflects badly on you. It's just, it's it, just a it, cultural blind spot. No way. No way. No. All right. I did a vocal exercise, something that I learned a long time ago, that stretches your mouth before a show because... Uh, believe it or not, sometimes when you work on enunciation before, it helps you enunciate during. And there are times when I don't do that before the show, and what I find is that my words might get garbled, I might stutter here, I might speak too fast there. So it allows you to enunciate. And there was a phrase... And it's one you learned when you were doing radio in college. I learned it a long time ago, yes. and With Nick Wright. Well, not with Nick, but okay. I mean, I did radio in college with Nick. Uh, but as it turns out, the the ex- this is from a, is it from a novel? It's it's or a, it's a poem. It's a figure of speech that turns out to be not as culturally appropriate as <laughs> it should be, or as I will never use this this again. But it's one of these things that I was. It was said innocently. It wasn't like completely it, innocently. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You, I've seen you do it many times. And both never brought it up to me. And you have to like like this isn't the type of thing that I I think is is uh, part of pop culture. You you have to understand Russian literature to understand what this is. But in any event, I don't agree with that. But in any event, yeah, no, we we do not. Need Will to. you do the exercise for us for the for definitely the, not? The I'm never gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna do it again. But it's it's a it's a way to. To uh, get your mouth prepared for enunciation. Get I feel your like you've given us so much that you might as well. No, no, you're not going to egg me onto that. You're not going to egg me onto that. But uh, <laughs> I think if you've you've given it the proper context, it's there's nothing wrong with it. No, I it's I I think I've given enough already. It certainly makes me question the person who taught you that exercise, though. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me question that too. <laughs> I have a lot I need to figure out about this. <laughs> like, goodness gracious. Let's, yeah. I mean, that that poor, I mean, either they were playing a really good trick on you 
Or it said something much more sinister about <laughs> oh my gosh. Their, I mean, their preferences. Yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah. It was not racially insensitive, by the way. No, no, no it was no, it was yeah. not racially insensitive. Um, so, uh, no. I, okay. <laughs> the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. Okay, the Pro Bowl. Six Eagles named to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, the six six Eagles were named. Lane Johnson, AJ Brown, Landon Dickerson, Hassan Reddick, DeAndre Swift, and Jason Kelsey. And nine alternates. Jake Elliott, first alternate. Jalen Hurts, first alternate. Darius Slay, first alternate. Britton Covey, second alternate as return specialist. Josh Sweat, second alternate. Jordan Mailata, third alternate. Jalen Carter, fourth alternate. Dallas Goddard, fourth alternate. Cam Jurgens, fifth alternate. Give me your, um, your number one takeaway for somebody who didn't get the credit they deserve and your number one takeaway for someone who got too much credit. Well, I, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder here. The person who didn't get enough credit is Devontae Smith. Yeah, pretty surprising that he's not even a fifth alternate. Sure. Uh, Devontae Smith, in my view, I mean, he was a pro bowler last year. I understand his numbers are slightly down this year. Still a 1,000-yard receiver. I, and I understand receiver is a saturated position, but thought he he uh, he deserved more credit there to at least be an alternate for the pro bowl. Uh, the player who I, I think deserved credit uh, was, I think, DeAndre Swift getting his first pro bowl. He he gets in there thousand yards, uh, really in in fifteen in fourteen games. He he didn't play that first game, and he's he's been a key part of the Eagles winning games. And uh, yeah, I, I it's it's not a great running back conference this year. You want to call Austin Hoffman a jabroni here? This is you want to go you want to go off? No, I'm Austin not going Hoffman. off. Austin Austin. First off, I appreciate you watching Austin. I'll never call you a jabroni. You're watching us at eleven forty seven a.m. He's I about mean, this, he's about to get taken this down. Is, a this is terrific. Austin Hoffman up there, Huffman, is it Hoffman? Hoffman up there says Jake Elliott snubbed. And that's a sentiment that I received He's a first alternate. quite a bit last night. Literally, Brandon Aubrey has not missed a field goal all year. Uh, Brandon Aubrey is having a historic kicking season. So Brandon Aubrey deserves to be a pro bowler. If they didn't have conferences here, maybe. You moron. I wouldn't say that. But I think Jake Elliott being the first alternate is appropriate. Do you think Jalen Hurts was snubbed? No. Okay, Stafford uh, got in over him. Do you think and that's Jack appropriate? and Purdy? Yeah, I think that's yeah. fine. Okay, Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over a lot. Okay, that's yeah. I think that's totally reasonable. I think uh, I think Josh Sweat is too high. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a second alternate. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't had a sack the entire second half of the season. Mm. He's got six and a half sacks. It's like you know twentieth in the conference yeah. or something like that. I think that tells you that you know a lot of the voting is done. Mid-season. Do you think Landon Dickerson's playing a name recognition a bit? Uh, a bit. Okay. I would also be lying if I told you I have a, We're studying a, all a the guard who yeah. uh, should definitely be in over him. But I also think he's more deserving this year than he was last year. I think he's been I think he's been very good this year. Sure. Uh, okay. So, and then, yeah, a Britton Covey. You know, Slay, I might here. not say, is a first alternate sure. quality, especially with the time missed. Uh, I mean, we're, we're getting really into the weeds here and also the pro bowl is a very silly thing but otherwise I the think recognition all... the, I, the the game itself or the it's not even a game anymore the event sure. itself is a silly thing i don't think the recognition is a silly thing i think i think this the recognition is a worthwhile thing right it's a, it's a way to measure players and oh yeah i just don't think it's it, the process for the pro- doing that recognition is anywhere near accurate for the most part i would agree with that i think football is also the hardest to ascertain probably yeah i think like the mlb balloting might be the the easiest, although 
fan bases can stuff ballots, if you will. Uh, now, the team put out a clip last night. And yeah, I think Covey may be better than the second alternate. Sure. Yeah. He, I like the point that he's made about how like he there there are guys who who, who have contract incentives on based on return average, yeah. which means that they are not incentivized to go like get three extra yards on a ball that is is close. Like he's doing what he can for the team. I respect that. That was in Jimmy Kemsky's piece yes. last week saying yes. that he's the best returner uh in the NFC or the NFL. Not the Jimmy. In the NFC or the NFL, is it? Uh because because every time Nick Sirianni's like Name a better returner. I always kind of want to say, well, uh, Davis in Los Angeles, the Chargers, Darius Davis is like literally mm. a better or a more productive returner this year, at least okay. going into last game. Um, <clears throat> but Cam Jurgen, oh, I'm sorry, Britton Covey's awesome. And Britton Covey's a credit to the Eagles in like an odd, I mean, you've defended them f- because they read the league. They knew he was going to pass through waivers to get the practice squad. But my goodness, he's, he's an asset to this team. For sure. He's been fantastic. And a really, better than I ever thought he would be. Like a, a really respected guy in that locker room. Actually, AJ Brown gave him a, uh, a nice Christmas gift. Oh, yeah? I believe it was a Go Yard bag. I don't know. You know the bags better than I do. A Go Yard? Or Go Yard. Uh, Go Yard, is it? I, uh, <laughs> it could be wrong. Britton Covey <laughs> Christmas gift, AJ Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah, Go Yard. Orange Go Yard. Am I pronouncing it correctly? G-O-Y-A-R-D? I need Emily here for that. Uh, yeah, Goyard. Okay. Am I, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, it's a, a, a Goyard uh, tote bag. Uh, okay. This is And Olivia Reiner from The Inquirer did a piece last week on all the uh, gifts in the, in the locker room and said that the gift meant a lot to Covey, who appreciated Brown's thoughtfulness and hadn't owned a luxury bag previously. He wore the tote to Monday's game against the Giants. That's that's when I found out that he had it because he wore that. Well, that, I hope he didn't tote. wear the tote. Um. Well, I think that's, that's clothes. The, I mean, no, I think a, that's he's the expression. A small guy, I think you wear a bag. I think that's the 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 phrase. What bag are you wearing? I would say you were carrying a bag. I think this is no. I, I think like purses you're you're known to wear, that kind of thing. I feel like you carry a purse. You don't wear a purse. Chat way in here. I, I do think you, you wear. I've heard this. What, what, what bag are you wearing? I've heard that. When have you heard that? I, uh, I've heard that. Because it's, it's considered part of your outfit, the bag. I mean, it's an accessory, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you were wearing it. Because it's it's part of the outfit. So I think I understand your point. Yeah. I have never heard that. So here he's quite literally carrying it. But I think that it's consistent. So I am going to ask Olivia about this today. Okay. Um, But I have heard that expression, wearing the bag, because the bag is essentially, it's at that point, it's not utilitarian. It's, uh, (laughs) I mean, far be it for for me to, to speak on this stuff, but. It's it's part of the it's supposed to match the outfit. Or I've not heard that part of the outfit. Yeah, what bag are are you wearing? I th- I do think. Why don't you Google it real quick? Wearing what what? Yeah, wearing a bag. <laughs> I have this wearing a bag. And what's it say? Uh, <laughs> I mean this this is not the most uh, reliable source, but. Word Reference Forum says, I did some research on the web and concluded that wear a bag is not natural English. 
Okay. I, I actually think you have a filter, make fun of Zach filter <laughs> as part of your uh, Google. But uh, yeah, so that was a gift that I got. That also speaks to AJ Brown, by the way, getting him that Goyard bag. You ever done an escape room? Uh, no, uh, but I liked your line that every every show to me is like an escape room. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, have you I, done I am it? too easily frustrated and I'm at, at those things. I've done it once or twice before and I'm like... I am not the most helpful person. Well, I I could see you being frustrated by someone else who has an idea in there. Like if <laughs> if if you're with a team and the other person's like, I think this is the best way out, and you think, no, I think that's the best way out. Yeah, I can see that frustrating you. Uh, I mean, I see your point. Yeah, uh, that's not how it plays out. Okay, it's more uh, just uh, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Not They're my, a pretty popular thing. thing, right? The they escape are. room. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I, I feel like I'm not bringing that much to the table. I would literally think you're the person who brings the most to the table there. You're, uh, you're very good at that stuff. I don't know. And, and you have a take charge mentality. <laughs> oh, take charge mentality. All right. Uh, what a show it has been <laughs> on this newsy Thursday. Zach, anything else you want to talk about Eagles-wise? Yeah, I, there are a few things here. Uh, the injury report from yesterday. Sure, Eagles important. did not practice. And by the way, I did ask Sirianni because this came up, and I actually think Baldy might have referenced it too the other day. We had a great conversation with him that you can check on uh, on on YouTube or on our feeds that um, that they're not tackling right now right and I asked Patricia about it and I asked Sirianni do you think you're your by the way has anyone followed up did they escape the room oh uh, I mean obviously I they, obviously they did get out but sure. I want to know like who I want to <laughs> know the, the dynamics of who was helpful sure I'll find out okay and that should be a good wolf's then no no okay because someone else had the idea well, that's not the that's oh. not a wolf's den. Okay, that would be that would be a little bit more of like a, an eagle's esoteric. And that's what I meant, eagle's esoteric. My, I'm sorry if for I my semantics. Be, if there. I can be really I, selfishly pedantic, I once recommended a a topic to Bo, and Bo was like, "Well, I can't do it now because it's not my idea," which I thought was yeah. <laughs> such a ridiculous answer. I literally solicited ideas all the time. I go into our Discord, yeah. which, by the way, you can. Uh, I hope you're a diehard. Be a diehard. Yeah, be a diehard. You get access to the Discord. I check it out all the time. But I literally go to the Discord. What do you want to read about? Right? Uh, that's the opposite of your approach. Well, not necessarily. Okay. But for those. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not. I am. I am not looking for Wolf's Den suggestions. So Sirianni said that the the stats show the tackling is not an issue for them. That they are a third in the league in. He goes ten point seven. It missed. It missed. What are you talking about? Ten point seven. It missed tackle rate. They were. They were second. They going were second into going into the game. game. They said said they had a bad game. Uh, he defended their practice schedule, which I agree with because it's kept guys healthy. He said there's a chance they can have yeah. every player healthy for this weekend. Much more important. But uh, he did not see a connection between their tackle between their practice schedule and their tackling. The Eagles had a walkthrough yesterday. That was a roundabout way of saying that. Had they uh, been out there. For practice, Jordan Davis, Hassan Reddick, and Devontae Smith would not have practiced. Now, Devontae Smith, uh, when I saw him in the locker room, he did not have crutches or a walking boot anymore. I asked him how he was doing. He said he's doing well. Uh, so, or he said fine. Uh, I forget the specific terminology, but it was a positive. It was an affirmative response, a positive response. Uh, did you the, ask him about AJ Brown, telling him everybody that he's he's he Mr. listened. Talky? Yeah, he, he listened. He was like, he was like that. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. he responded. That's yeah. funny. Uh, Zach Cunningham, Avante Maddox, and Darius Slay would have been limited. So progress for Darius Slay. Pay attention to Zach Cunningham. He's a player 
who it really seems like the team wants back, needs back. Um, and partly that's, that has to do with the way he's playing. Partly that has to do with the rest of the linebacking core. Is he the second best Zach Eagle of your tenure? Well, it's not a strong list, but Zach Ertz is by far the number one. Zach Ertz is the Hall of Fame Zach sure. during my tenure. Um, yeah, by far, Zach Cunningham is the second best. Okay. I can't I mean, think of how I mean, who else would, would... I don't know. I'm asking. Would, I mean, Zach, you're, the, you're the authority. Well, Zach McPherson, he spells mm. it Z-A-C-H. Z-E. Uh, Z-E, yeah. that's what I meant, Z-E-C-H. Cause, uh, and, and, and actually, I think it was EJ, shout out DJ Smith, who asked me if I'm offended by that. And I said, no, because his name's actually Zacharias. Or, or 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 Zachariah like Zach Pascal, Zach yeah Zach Pascal spelled it correctly Z A C H. So you take Zach Cunningham over Zach Pascal. Yes. Yeah, I like Zach Pascal. Couldn't quite write that story on. Yeah, him, no, but... you're probably holding it, yeah. holding him to account. Zach for, Brown, uh, Zach Brown did it. not last long. Zach Brown, yeah. Mm-hmm. But great initials. I think that's it. I made Joy laugh for once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. We can close it. Th- we can close it on we, that. We can close on that. Um, excited for the show tomorrow. Well, so we should say the Eagles have their first practice of the week today. Uh, Nick Sirianni is not speaking today. He's speaking tomorrow. I imagine among the questions that come up are the. Oh, by the way, we didn't. We actually we we missed this. The Pro Bowl reaction. The team put out a video of Nick Sirianni announcing it in the meeting. Right. Uh, and it occurred to other play it occurred to fans watching it how like unemotive the players were and it's an odd do you think they would have those same fans would have killed them if they were happy you know i think fans were pumped by that oh i see yeah yeah yeah, they're like oh these guys are locked in yeah i mean maybe so certainly when you lose two straight games and four or five games it's not like oh also presumably that was the same team meeting in which aj brown addressed the team right they only have one team meeting on yes that day yeah presumably so So, like it was already like a emotionally charged meeting sure right sure um people were saying uh it was a hilarious video some um some teams there would be funny if like you know deandre switch was like yeah (laughs) Yeah. yes exactly um or if like if Devontae was yeah right but some uh teams put out and they did a good job by their in-house production crews of players finding out i saw the ravens one i saw the bears one you know eric DaCosta had people into the office for Mm -hmm. his the bears they called the players into a meeting room with ryan poles and with Matt Eberflus, and uh, they... Right, much different situations. Much different situations one here. One team that is riding high and one team that mm-hmm. is looking for positivity, although the Bears have been playing well lately. Sure. So, yeah, so so your read on that was they responded appropriately given totally. circumstances. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> Sirianni will hear about that. Sirianni will hear certainly about that Seattle game. Um, he, I can't imagine he's going to be excited to, uh, re- <laughs> to replay a game from three weeks ago, but that's obviously topical now. And uh, uh, we'll have all the updates after practice tomorrow. But the most fun part of Friday, in addition to sitting down with Bo and with Julia, is having the professor in-house. Somebody nailed it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brett Lolita. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a vocal exercise that um, I will not use anymore. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Can I do it? <laughs> no, you cannot, Bill. <laughs> no, you cannot. All right. I will respect your wishes. Um, all right. As you said, we've got Dane is 
coming on tomorrow at 3.30. Big show as we uh, try to find out what the Eagles can do. Is there anything, like if they come out and win this game by 30 points, are you going to feel good going into the playoffs? No, I mean, frankly, I, I feel as I feel going into the playoffs. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to be a good matchup. I mean, my eyes are going to be more on what's happening in the NFC South. I assume Tampa Bay is going to be Carolina. Um, but you never know in these situations with a team that has nothing to lose. Like, I don't think Washington's going to beat Dallas because uh, there could be a Ron Rivera last stand, but Dallas is going to be obviously very motivated for this game. I imagine Tampa Bay will too, but Tampa Bay's an inferior team to Dallas. You never know what Carolina can do in, in that situation. It always cracks me up, by the way. Now, the the, the draft is, is entrenched. Like, the Bears have the number one pick from Carolina, but the teams that like needs to lose on the last day, similar to the Bears le- or right. to the Texans last year. And then they win that last game and right. like, no one knows how to react. The players are pumped. Front right. office is pissed. Um, but anyways, Carolina, yeah, they, they can't change. They, they don't own their first round pick. I suppose their second round picks better if they lose. But I think even then they're entrenched. No, no, they're still entrenched as the top pick in the second round. So they have nothing to lose in this game. You might as well, yeah. you, you might as well go out and win. They're, they're interim coach. It's his last game. So my eyes will, will be on that, but there's nothing the Eagles can do that will make me say like, uh, "Oh, they're they're fine. They're carrying momentum in." We've seen the Giants. Uh, I mean, there's there's if they but a much a much different and better offense with Tyrod Taylor than Tommy. Sure. Taylor. I mean, yeah. Seriously, like they could absolutely score 28 points on the Eagles' defense. I, I guess it, it would leave me discouraged for the Eagles if they're trying and and the Giants do that. But you can always use the the uh, excuse we didn't want to put much on film, like that kind of thing. So no, I mean I, I'm I'm excited to dig in next week to the matchup. I I think the Eagles are going to win their first round game uh, because I don't like any of those NFC South teams. Now I didn't like the Cardinals either, but yeah, there's nothing this week that will change the way I think about the team unless like Jalen got hurt or something like that. Well, I mean you know you got to knock on wood here, but. If it's a bad weather game in on that field, mm, you're right. It's a little bit dicey. It's gonna be wet. That's that's right. Not snowy, or maybe right. so. It's still early. Still early. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow at three thirty for Julia and Zach. I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Mm-hmm. 